The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Mishpat of Rabbin Esther. Today's daf is being studied in Fu'as Shigama of Yosef ben Sarah, Rahamim ben Adel, ben Sarah bat Rachel. We begin today's daf on Yudtet Amudbet, and we are starting from the Braita. It is 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 lines from the bottom. Tanu Rabbanam. Now we have a case. Shenayim Hatumim ala Shtar. You have two people that are signed on the Shtar, Umetu. And what happened? They died. Or not they died, but they're not around. You can't uh, find them. Ubao Shnaim Minashuk. Two other people come along from the market. Ve'amru Yadanu Shkhtav Yadamu. Come along and say, so we know their signatures. They're coming to Mekayim the Shtar. Abal Anusim Hayu. But they were signing it against their will, which means they were forced to sign it. Or they tell them, Ketanim Hayu. Or they say, we know these signatures, we know who these people are, but they were minors when they signed. Or, Pesudei Aidutayu. Or let's say at the time that they signed, they were considered Pesudei Aidut. Hare Elu Ne'emanim. They have a Ne'emanut. Again, we're using the principle of what? Apesh Asar. Apesh Etidim. Yesh Aidim Shkitav But if, let's say, witnesses come along, and they come along and say that the star is a good star. Or let's say we're able to verify their signatures based on another star that they signed, and that star came up into question. And now Betin had to verify that other star. Which means when you verify a star, you can't just compare signatures to another star. You have to compare it to a star that there was a question on that star, and Betin went and verified it. Therefore now, this second star is a verified star. Now you can use it to compare the witnesses on the first star that we're trying to verify now. So the bottom line point is that if, let's say, they verified the testimony of these uh, witnesses in the star from somewhere else, so now when these guys come along and say, hey, listen, we're, we're telling you that these are the signatures, but they were Ketanim, or they were Anusim, we don't believe them, because you don't have a Pesha Asana Pesha because the star is being Mikuyam from? From another place. Good. So comes the Gemara and says, "Umagbinan be kibistara me'alia." What are you telling me? That it's a regular star, which means once already you have the uh, uh, two witnesses signing in the star, and it was mikuyam from a different place. I don't pay attention to these other two witnesses that are coming now. That are saying, "Listen, they were ketanin, they were pesulim." So that's from the Gemara. It's a regular star. You could use it to get paid. No problem. The Gemara is questioning what. You're going to allow the star to take a payment like a regular star? Why would you say, What do you mean? It's two witnesses against two witnesses. Which means, bottom line, you have what's called hachasha. What is hachasha? You have uh, 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 two witnesses in the, in the star. They're coming along and saying, what? There was a transaction. Two other witnesses are coming along and saying, what? Listen, this was a... Uh, they were ketanim. There was no transaction over here. So when you have two witnesses against two witnesses... You got to deal with it. 
Here it's possible from the Gemara. The stars are regular stars. Don't pay attention to the second two witnesses. It's nothing. What are you talking about? It's two witnesses. Two witnesses. The Kaura, it should weaken the validity of the star to a certain uh, extent. How come you tell me the star is going to be kasher? Amar Rav Sheshat. You know what Rav Sheshat says? Zot omeret. This teaches me. Hachasha tehilat hazamahi. There's two ways that witnesses can become invalidated, either through hakasha or hazama. Let's review quickly the two terminologies. Hakasha means they contradicted. You come along and saying this is the facts, to other witnesses come along and saying, no, you got your facts wrong. Let's stop contradictory uh, witnesses. Testimony. There's another way to contradict witnesses, that's through hazama. Hazama means that the second set of witnesses comes along and says, how did you testify in such and such a day, you with us? That's Hazama. Now the law of Hazama says, The law is that uh, the original witness, whatever they were trying to do to the litigant, so now we do to them. If they became Muzaf. That's a Torah law. So the Gemara wants to say now that it seems that when it comes to Hakhasha, we're not saying Imanuyitim. Look at this case. This is a classic case of Hakhasha. Two witnesses in the start are saying there was a loan over here. Two other witnesses are coming along to say, no, 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 they were uh, Ketarim, there's no loan. So this is a contradictory testimony. And what is the Gemara assuming over here? The star is a good star, you don't believe the uh, second witnesses at all, and therefore, star is legitimate. So the Gemara says, must be, you learn from here, that the Hakhasha process is the beginning of the Hazama process. Which means that the laws of Hakhasha follow the same rules to a certain extent, like the laws of Hazama. Now, what are some of the laws by Hazama? So the Gemara speaks out. Just like you don't make Hazama only in front of the witnesses, which means the law of Hazama, I have a Peskim the Torah for this. Two witnesses come in front of Betin, and they come along and say, hey, those guys that came to Betin two weeks ago, they were with us. That's not Hazama. Hazama must be done in front of the original two witnesses. Everybody has to be standing in court. There are four witnesses now standing in court. You have the original two, and then you have the other two in front of them coming along and saying, you with us. That's she. Uh, these second witnesses are going to uh, cause punishment to these first witnesses. Or nefesh, or their, 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 their life. Or mamun. Which means you want to come along and punish somebody, you got to do it in front of him. Mm-hmm. So therefore, by Hazamad, the second testimony will be in front of the first testimony. So the Gabbara says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So too, when it comes to Hakhasha, where you're just making a contradictory testimony, it also has to be Bifneim. Oh, now we understand the, the deen of the Gabbara. Since we're these first witnesses that are in the start, the first one in the start, they're dead. Mm-hmm. That was the case, they died. So now what's happening, these second ones are coming along and making a hakasha. nothing. It's not Bifnehim. And therefore, what? that's why we're saying the start is a valid start, because we pay no attention to the second set of witnesses in the cloud, because I'm going to say that, what? Hakasha follows the same guidelines as Hazama. That's what it means, Hakasha, Ta'ilat Hazama. And that's why uh, the start is a valid start. Comes Gibran and says, what are you talking about? Amba, Lerav Nachman. Ilu Avu Kaman. Uh, Let's say the witnesses of the star were there. And they were machish. Then you say, would be hakasha. Right now, already, we're not going to pay attention to the star. 
they Good, that's the Gemara's car was saying that. Which means, let's say everybody was in front of each other. Then you say, what Akasha is Akasha, and the star now is Batin. Hashta, delitnehu. Now that they're not in front of us, diilu avu lekaman. Because if they would be in front of us, delma avu modelehu. Maybe they would have been maskim, which means, could be the idut in the star. Those two witnesses, when they were being contradicted, they would have came along and said, you know what? You were right. So therefore the Gemara says, Mehemne, they're going to be believed? Which means the Sevarav Rav is coming along and saying, how could you tell me over here that what? That you're going to believe the Eidut of the Shtar. And you pay no attention to the second set. And what's your logic? It's got to be Bifanav. If they're not Bifanav, it's like Hazamah. Means nothing, even the starter, okay. So Rav Nachman cannot accept such a fact. You're telling me what? That if they're uh, here and come and testify, in that case over there, you tell me what? Then the starter is going to be Batir. And if they're not here, you want to tell me it's going to be worse? How do you know? Potentially, if they're not there, could be if they were going to be there, they would have been Modeh. You don't know. And therefore, he's coming along and saying, how could you give the star and the imanut even when the witnesses are not there? Mm-hmm. Again, if the Ali was there, two against two, you clearly tell me in this Gemara what? That's considered hakasha. And therefore the star is batel, and you cannot take payment. So I'm not just arguing, who adin? If the witnesses would not be there, because they're not in front of each other. Because how do you know? Potentially, if they were going to show up, it's possible that they would have agreed. So you're going to tell me what? In the case where they were in front of each other and agreed, the start is going to be uh, batel. But when they're not in front, the start is going to be good? That doesn't make, uh, that doesn't make sense. Which means, the star should not have a ne'manut. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, hashtag, fourth line. Di'ika lememav. Cannot accept that you tell me the star has no validity over here. Because your logic is telling well, listen, uh, it's not uh, Bifanav. Oh, so what are you talking about? If it was Bifanav, the star is going to be Batel. So now it's not Bifanav. But you don't know what would have happened. You don't know, now it's not Bifanav. Maybe if it would have been Bifanav, they would have been. Maskim, they would have agreed there. I didn't understand and said, you know something? You're right, you were Kitanim. So therefore, even if it's Shiloh Bifanav, since there's a potential that what? That they could have been Maskim if it would have happened Bifanav, you cannot tell me that Shiloh Bifanav is not going to have a, uh, is, is, is going to, the start is going to be still valid. It should still have the ability to Bifatel Dishtaf. If Bifanav is Bifatel, Shiloh Bifanav should also be Bifatel. That's not Nahman's claim. So the says, you're right. It's two against two. Even though his witnesses are dead, it's two against two. And therefore, the uki keep the money where it is. Whoever is holding the money, which means uh, the borrower, in this case over here, is holding the money, don't pay anything. Me, which means what? He's coming along and defining the case of Nahman. It's two against two. Ah, uh, you said above that what the star is a good star. It's not a good star. 
The star now is pending. This is a sefek on the star. What do you do when you have a sefek on the star? Everybody hold. Everybody hold their money. Nobody give anything. Uki mamoneh b'chazkat So comes together. Look at Ashi. Uki mamoneh b'chazkat mareh. B'chazkat al-loveh. Correct. If let's say the loveh, the borrower. The imkar kahi. Oh, now let's say it was a it was a real estate deal. Taramod b'chazkat al-mochir. So then, when it comes to real estate, the original chazaka is always the seller. Which means, let's say he sold it, okay? So now the buyer has it. But the buyer is never considered the original, uh, the chazaka. Chazaka always is marekama, the original owner before the, before the sale. In money, we look at it different. In money, we look at it, who has the money? Who's holding the money? Right, the possession when it comes to the money. But when we look at real estate, the possession always is going to the seller. Because he was the one that had the hazakah, he was holding the uh, field from before. It was established that he was the owner. In any event, look at that. But she has a problem. What did it say? You have two witnesses that come along, and they challenge the, uh, they say that the witnesses in the start are uh, minors. So we said, they're not believed. And now we're not saying in their money. Now we're saying really, they are believed. It's, it's two against two. So that she says, It means that what? Not, I mean, not the pshat that the star, of course you're not going to be able to use the star, The pshat is, you don't rip up the star. That's what it means. When it says, in the imanim, they're not in the imanim, which means now the malveh cannot use the star to take money. Because it's two against two. But what? You don't rip it up. You don't rip up the star now. Because it's two against two. Nafkamina. If let's say the malveh now, the lender, grabbed the money out of the uh, borrower's hands. He holds it. He keeps it. Because bottom line is two against two. So therefore there's nafkaminot over here. So let's review again. You have the star over here with sign. Right? Malveh, this guy owes me money. Two other witnesses come along and say, uh, listen, uh, this uh, this start over here, the guy was a minor. The witnesses were minors. So now the Gabbara say, it's two against two. What's the deen two against two? Push. Keep the money by the lover. Oh, but it says, in the imanim in the uh, statement. They're not neiman. Not neiman means the malveh cannot use this star to go get paid. Because it's two against two. But, don't rip up that star. What do you mean? If I can't use it to get paid, why should I hold the star? Nafka minaf, the malveh goes and grabs the money from the lover. He said, listen, I'm, I'm t- it's my money. So now Betty cannot uh, take it out of his hands. Because Bahman, he has a star in his hands. And it's safik. So therefore, the star is going to say, safik. We're not telling him to go grab the money. But once he grabs the money, he gets to keep that money. That's what she says. As she says, Avad delo karina tafis. Midi, if he grabs it, vahadar ateh. And he comes to the bed in high, the other guy, the Loveh, and Tabah, Mineh, Lom, Mavkinan, Mineh, Damrinan, Uki, Tre, Lebade, Tre, Umamuna, Be'azkat, Eka, Ka'eh. It's two against two, that Mavveh is holding the money. Which is just like when the Loveh was holding money, he said, Uki, Mamuneh, Be'azkat, Mareh. So now the Mavveh is holding the money. Uki, Mamuneh, Be'azkat. The three and two is the same thing. Ida'avi, An-Nikseh, De'bar, Shatya. It's like the story of the property of Bar, Shatya. Debar shatya zavin nikseh. Bar shatya, he bought, uh, or he sold his property. He sold his real estate. 
So what happened? Two witnesses came along and said, He sold it when he was a shote. He was uh, he was out of his mind. He didn't have his dot. So therefore, what are they trying to say? The sale is not a sale. The atu betre, two other witnesses come along and say, the amni kishu halim zavin. He sold it when he was healthy. So now it's two against two. So what do we say? Amar abashe uki tre lehade tre uki mamuna bechaskat barshatya. So where do we put the property by barshatya? Why? Because I told you by real estate, the hazakat belongs to the original. To the seller, because it was by him. So you see what? Two against two, it's a push. And then what do you say? Keep everything in the status. Bar Shatya holds on to the property. It's only talking about a case where he has a hazakat that he inherited this property from his father. Meaning, where you know that Bar Shatya has a hazakat that the property was legally his. How would you know it's legally his? Which is his father, let's say, inherited it to him. But let's say, he didn't get the feel from his father. So now, he's not considered the original owner then maybe. Why? Maybe I'll say, he bought it when he was a zavin, And therefore the property can belong even to the, the new guy. Again, to make a hazakah in real estate, we have to figure out that he was the original owner. Before this question came up, how do you establish his original owner? So the Gemara is saying, well, if you know that his father bequeathed it to him, so for sure you know the Hazakah was, it was his. He got it from his father. But now you just have a question, the new sale. Was he crazy or was he sane? Oh, two, two witnesses against two witnesses. You know, we say what? It's a push. Therefore, keep the field by Barashete, because he had the Hazakah. How do you have the Hazakah? But he got it from his father. But if he didn't get it from his father, let's say he purchased it. So now you come along and say, well, according to those witnesses that are saying he's crazy now, when he sold it, maybe he was crazy when he bought it. And if he has no hazakah himself. So in that case, we don't say you keep the field by barshatya. You only keep it by barshatya when you have a similar to say he is the, we call it hazkat marekama. Marekama means the original owner. Hazkat marekama. Look at Rashi. We don't say keep the money by Bought it, that's how he sold it. Therefore, I'm not going to say his chazakah that he has it is going to uproot his sale. I'll say, just like he sold it, he was crazy. He bought it when he was crazy. If he has no chazakah, good. Amar Ababu, new case. Like we learned, you don't make chazamah until you're in front of the witnesses. But when it comes to hakashah, Again, Amar Rav Abu, En mizimim etaidim ela bifnehem, umachishin etaidim shelo bifnehem. But hakhasha can be done even shelo bifnehem. The hazama shelo bifnehem. Oh, now let's say they made hazama shelo bifnehem. 
Right? The two witnesses came to Beit Din. The other first two guys went out there. And the second two witnesses came along and said, they were with us. It's not considered Azama. However, it's still considered testimony. It's contradictory testimony. Meaning we accept their testimony, but not as Azama, but as Hakasha. Again, two witnesses came to Beit Din. They testified in some, some type of item. They left. Two other witnesses showed up. They came along and said, are those two guys that testified in such and such a transaction? How can they testify? They were with us. Hazamat's not going to be. Meaning, we're not going to make the first two witnesses now pay, or we're not going to punish them based on the second two witnesses, because Hazamat can only be Mifanab. But what? We don't throw out those second two witnesses. It's still considered a testimony, meaning to contradict the first two witnesses. Now it's two against two, and if everything is considered status quo. Now this is because you might have argued and said, listen, if they're coming with the claim of Hazamah, and they're not Bifanab, maybe they're invalid uh, in totality. No. If Hazamah is not done Bifanab, it's considered Akashaj, it's considered contradictory testimony, and therefore it's considered two against two. Amar Mur. Let's say you had witnesses. We learned in the Braita. That came along and validated the star. Or let's say they were able to validate the star from a different star that they had these witnesses' names on it. Meaning on a star that was, was a question came up on it. And Betin had to validate the star. So then, which means when you come to validate witnesses on a star, you can't just look at another star and say, oh, there are witnesses here, witnesses there. You have to have a, a star that's, that itself is validated. Now, how, how is a star usually validated? A question came up on that star. And they were bait, they had to go do their due diligence, and they were mekayem it. So therefore, if they were mekayem, the star in question, from a, a star that a question rose up from bait, you know, and therefore was validated, so therefore, in the imanim. So then the witnesses that come along and say Ketanim, they're not the Imam because they don't have a Sivara Pesha Asad, Pesheti. So Gabra says, Kara Alavirin. Only if the star that you're trying to use for the validation, if a question came up on it. Lo Kara Alavirur Lo. But if you just find another star that has these same names on it, that's not considered validation. Messiah Ale Rabbi Aseh. It's a proof to Rabbi Aseh. The Mara Aseh, and the Kamimita star. Good, you can only make a star from a star, another star similar that came into question and Betin validated it. Amri They come along and say, you want to make a star? No option. Get two places. Even if the two other places were not validated, but if you could find two other starot that have these names on them, and you compare the signatures, so then already stick to what? Two signed documents is considered a valid kiyum. Or mishdeh sadot. Or let's say, you find their signatures on two shtarot, that what? In a sale of fields. Now, even though the shtarot were not validated, which means, you see they signed on a, 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 a field, let's say, to, a, a start to sell a field. Beautiful. And the guy's living on the field, as a result of that transaction for three years, and nobody questioned. From the fact that nobody questioned, must be what? It was a true sale. And therefore, if you could find two shtarot, that they signed on a real estate deal, that there was no questions, that people came along and protest and stuff like that, then already you could assume that the start is a 
the starting question is valid. So now they are telling us a new option here. You can either find one validated start in Betin, or two regular starot in a monetary deal, or two real estate deals that there was no protests on, and therefore uh, it's valid. Amar Avshim Ibar Asher, Ubiyotzeh Mitahat Yad Ehad. Oh. So the Gebarah says like, Yad Aher. The Gebarah says, now he's trying to validate these witnesses, right? Who's got to produce these starot? The starot have to come from somewhere else. However, Abal Miyad Atzmo Lo. But the witness themselves can't say, oh wait, we have uh, we have another star with these uh, with these signatures uh, on them. Which is if somebody else comes along and says, yes, those are the uh, signatures, we have another star with the signatures, fine. But if they themselves produce it, no good. Why? Why if it's in his own possession? We don't believe him. Dilma mezif, because she already forged. Which means if he has a copy of these guys' signatures, right? So he's going to come along now, and he can forge the signatures. Which means the guy himself now, listen, the witnesses are dead. That's the case. Now this guy's coming along and saying this, and I'm telling you that uh, this is the uh, signatures. How do you know? You know, I have two other starot over here that has their names. Oh, you're holding the starot. <laughs> you have enough time to come along and figure out how to forge. So the Gemara says, well, mitahat Well, so says same logic if they got the stuff from somebody else. Why? Dilma Azil. Maybe he went to that guy. Vehaza. He saw the way they signed. Atav is And he came back and he forged. The Gemara says, He's not going to be able to figure it out so fast. But you're just by going and seeing a star. And coming back now and forging, it's not going to be accurate. If you have the star in your possession where you can study it mm-hmm. and look at it, then it's a problem. But we're not going to be Oshesh that let's say they went to somebody else. And said, Don't be fair, let me see that star for a second. They saw the signatures. They went back to the house and forged it. It'd be very hard for them to forge an accurate signature just by looking at a star by somebody else. So therefore, the halakhat, get what I'm saying. If the star, let's say, is able to be validated, two witnesses here. We don't know who these witnesses are. A guy comes along and says, I'll tell you, th- those are those guys. How do you know? There's two other starot that have these names on, and those uh, transactions uh, went through. Uh, they asked them, where did you get that uh, star from? But I mean, I have them, yeah, I have them. Oh, you're producing them? See you later. That's not a name, Manu. He said, no, 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 I got them from uh, Mr. Plony. He has a starot that have these guys' signatures. Oh, he has a starot? Then already there is a name, Manu. Tell banan. New case. A guy is able to write his testimony on a star. We have a law. The law says like this. A man comes to give testimony. Where does testimony come from? Verbal testimonies. Only, only verbal testimonies accepted in Bedin. So you're going to ask, what do you mean only verbal? Don't we write the, in a star? So the law is like this. When Adim signed in a star, and it's done in front of a betin, so that's considered as if they verbally testified. Good. So therefore, either it's a verbal testimony, and that's what they say. Adim hatumim b'shtar. It's kenichkeru edutam b'fnei betin. It's as if they testified in front of betin. Good. Now we're talking about a new case. Guy came along, gave a testimony in the betin. 
But what did he do? He didn't want to forget his testimony. You know, a witness can be called many years later to say, you know, uh, were you the witness? He didn't want to forget. It's all verbal. So what did he do? He wrote notes. He went home, took out his ledger. He wrote, on the Tuesday, such and such a date, I gave a testimony uh, to such and such a case. Beautiful. Now what happens? He's called. Do you remember such a thing? So he says, well, he goes back home, looks at his notes, and he comes along and says, yes. So now the question is, is that considered a legal testimony? Because now it's considered mipi kitabo. It's not coming from his own memory, verbal. It's coming now from a written. And written is not good. Yes, if it's a star that has two witnesses on it, that's fine. But this is not a star with two witnesses. This is his own personal notes. So therefore the Gemara says, Kotev Adam eduto al He can write this testimony al-ashtar. And he could use the notes to remind him. Uh, that's only if he remembers it from his own. He looks at the notes and then he says, Yes, yes, I remember the testimony. So he can use the notes as an aid to refresh him. Even if he doesn't remember. Which means even if solely he's looking at the notes, he says, that's what it says in my notes. And that's enough. Look at that sheet. Shizukhra me'atzmo. Belor iyat tashtar nizkar ksat. That's the point. Which means, he has to remember something according to Rabbi even without looking at the star. I remember something vaguely. There was a testimony I gave over there. Now he's looking at the star just as a refresher. That's okay. However, which means he don't remember anything. Do you don't have any vague memory? Nothing. Only after he looks at the star, now he says, ah, oh, yeah, 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 now I remember. Rabbi Hanan says, it's still okay. Look at that sheet. Look at that sheet. Which means, even according to Rabbi Yohanan, that she says, after we looked at the star, he started to analyze, and he remembered. But if he doesn't remember nothing, which means, if he looks at the star, and he still remembers nothing, he's just relying on the star, even according to Rabbi Yohanan, it's not a testimony. So let's just crystallize the Mahalog of Ravuna and Rabbi Yohanan. The guy, according to Rabbi Yohanan, is talking about, even before he looks at the paper, he has that vague memory. Oh, so you want to use the paper to refresh? It's okay. According to Rabbi Yohanan, he comes along and says, no, he has to, even before, even before he looked at the paper, but what? Once he looked at the uh, paper, nice, ah, yes, it happened. But even according to Rabbi Yohanan, if he looked at the paper, and still doesn't remember anything. And he's just relying on what he saw in the paper that he uh, was aware. Not going to be good. Amar Abash, Ma'amina, Mid Rabbi Yohanan. What do you learn from Rabbi Yohanan? Hani Betre. Diyad Ayesehadota. You have two guys, they know testimony. Ummanche, Hadminayu. They gave testimony, they forgot. Hadminayu Midkar Had Lehavre. So one witness can remind the other witness. Two guys gave a testimony. One of the guys forgot. So the other witness can go to him and say, listen, don't you remember, don't you remember what happened over there? We were there, we went, we did. Because so, Rabbi Yohanan says the guy doesn't have to have a uh, memory. But so long as when you tell him, it comes back to him, it's enough. It's because he's going to say, 
עצמו מאי. What's the question? נשים. אם בעל דין עצמו מזכירו, עד שנזכר מאי. Could the litigant remind the witness? Which is, could the guy himself come over and say, what do you mean, don't you remember? He's the guy on trial. He's the guy that they did telling him, uh, you know, he's the Malveh, let's say. But the Malveh says, don't you remember? You, you were there. So, could he be the one that refreshes the memory? So the Gabbana says, Ibailu, Hatzmo, man. Rab Habiba, Amar, Afilu, Hatzmo. Afilu, Hatzmo, even the Malveh, let's say. Mor Bered, Rab Hashem, Amar, Hatzmo, lo. No, 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 no. We don't trust him. Because he's going to start embellishing. He's going to start uh, coaxing him. He's a logeya. The litigant himself is not really there. However, however, if let's say the witness is a tamid hakam, even the, let's say, the malveh can come along and remind. Why? Like the story of Rav Asher. He was a witness for Rav Kana in a transaction. So Rav Kana tells Rav Asher. He tells Rav Asher, Rabbi, do you remember when you were a witness for me? No. I don't remember. Don't you remember this and this happened? No, I don't remember. Lesof it kar. At the end, he remembered on his own, Rav Asher, So Rav Asher came to court and testified for Rav Kana. Hajjal Rav Kana, Dava Mehassim. So he saw Rav Kana, he was like uh, shocked. What kind of rabbi is this over here? I asked him twice, he said he doesn't remember any testimony. Now he comes to the Beddin, and he says, yes, I remember. So he saw, he was like, uh, he was quiet, he was like uh, silenced, Rav Kana. He, 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 he was, uh, he didn't understand what's going on. So what do you think? I'm relying on uh, that conversation that I had with you before. I picked my own uh, memory. And I remembered. Which is, when I come to Bedi now, it wasn't because uh, what you said. I'm remembering it on my own. And therefore they say, When the litigant is going to come along and tell him, Listen, uh, don't you remember? Don't you remember? We're not worried. The hakam is not going to go into Bedin. Until he himself can remember it right. on his own. Because a regular guy, you suspect that he can get coaxed by the uh, witness. Or not by the witness, by the litigant. And therefore, but a tamid haqqa, you see the case of Rav Asher. Which means he told him, I don't remember, I don't remember. Then he shows up to the Betty to testify. Rav Kana says, what are you doing here? He said, well, don't worry, don't worry. He says, uh, you, 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 I wasn't relying on what you told me over here. I didn't remember when you said it. But after I thought myself, and I realized that I was a witness for you. Therefore he came, so tamid you're able to trust. Tananatam. Can we have a Mishnah? Hatiluliyot. What's a tiluliyot? It's a mound. It's a mound, uh, like a hill. That she says, tilekaka. It's a mound of dirt. That she says, fourth line. Vederich ben Adam dekbor betil. Used to be in the olden days, used to bury people in these type of mounds. Mishum de'en ben Adam matin ben aderich la'avor alav. Which means, people usually don't step over the mounds. So they weren't worried to bury their metim in these mounds. Because usually people... Go around them. Okay? So now we have to discuss over here, you have certain mounds. Which mound do you have to assume that there's a mat in there? And which mound could you assume that there is no mat in there? So the Mishnah says, So these, The ones that are close. Ben la'id, whether they're close to the city, Uben la'derech, or they're close to the road. We'll see what that means. Echad chadashot, whether they're new mounds, 
Yashinot, or whether they're old mounds, Tibiot. So when it comes to the ones that are close to the city, new or old, you have to assume that there's Tum'ah in them. Had Chokot, the ones that are far from the city, depends. Hadashot, Teorot, new mounds, Teorot. Yeshanot, Shinot, old mounds, Tibiot. Now we got to analyze the law. Look at Ashi. Ehad Hadashot, these are the ones that are close to the city. Which means they knew, but uh, it wasn't long ago that these uh, mounds were uh, established. It's a relatively new mound. Which means you really could assume on a new mound, if somebody was buried there, you'd hear about it. Because it's really current. Uh, it's current. Still it's going to be Tameh. Why? Because it's close to the city. You're right next to the city. What happens? A lady had a miscarriage. And therefore she went to bury the baby. Well, not a miscarriage. The baby died, let's say. And therefore you have to bury the baby. So when it's close to the town, you're right. Maybe a lady just went out of the town. She didn't get to the cemetery. She went. She put the baby in this uh, mound over here. And what? Even though it's new, and there's a logic to say that on a new man you'd hear, and you didn't hear anything, doesn't matter. When it's close to the city, you have to assume that ladies will bury their nifadim in these times. But when it's far, look at that sheet. When it's far from the city, ladies are not going to go alone. And therefore, you don't have to assume what? That they bury their stillborns over there. Why? Why? A new one that's far from the city is Tahor. Because if something was under there, you'd hear about it. However, Because when it's old, you forgot. Maybe at the time when the, there, was, there, was, there was talk. But since it's an old mound, what happened? People forgot about it. So then let's review the halakot that come out of this Mishnah, and we'll just explain it according to the Gemara. The laws of mounds, and the laws of Tum'ah from these mounds. Close to the city, Problematic. New or old? No good. Why? Well, the old is always no good. Because the old, uh, you're concerned that maybe people forgot what was going on under there. Maybe there's a myth. What about the new? The new next to the city, you're worried ladies might put their uh, stillborns in there. It's a problem. Far from the city? Old, again, a problem. That's the key. Old is always a problem. New, far from the city is okay. Why? Because and people don't usually, ladies don't walk all the way far from the city alone over there and put their metim over there. Therefore, you would have heard about it, and therefore you have no problem. So now the Gemara wants to know what's considered close, what's considered far, what's considered new, what's considered old. What's considered close to the city? So Gemara says, Hamishim Amba. 50 Amot from the outskirts of the city. That is the borderline of the city, city ends. 50 amma past that, that's considered close to the city. Ladies will go to that uh, distance. Ve'ezwi yeshena. Now what's considered old? So the Gemara says, shishim shana. 60 years. Which means anything less than 60 years is considered new. Anything from 60 years on is considered old. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi Yudah says, Kerova, what's considered Kerova? She'en Kerova Hemena. Which means... That there's nothing closer. 
which means the closest mound to the city is considered Kerubah. Once there's a mound closer than that one, then the mound behind it is considered Rehokah. Understand? Which means it doesn't go with 50 Amot rules. It means it's one mound, the closest mound to the city. And therefore, if there's a mound, let's say, in front of that one, that's it. That mound in front of it is considered Kerubah. The one behind it becomes Rehokah. Yishin, and what's considered an old, according to Behuda, She'en Adam Zuchra. Nobody can remember a time when there wasn't a mound there. He doesn't give a, a, a 60 years and all that. Mm. Nobody can remember a time when there was no mound. That's considered Yishin. Ask anybody in the town. Do you remember uh, when the, this was flat ground? I can't remember. Really. Oh, that's right, yeah, that's old. Nobody can remember that there was a time that there was no man in this place that's considered old. Good. Now we got to discuss what's considered a city, what's considered a road. So the Gabriel says, My iru, my derech. Because we said close to the city and close to the road. What's the city, what's the road? Maybe tell me, close to the city means a regular city. If a city is close to the city. If a road, it's close to the road. We don't know what's under these mounds over here. Are we going to come along now and say, Misafik, that maybe there's somebody dead in this, uh, in this mound? Why? The rabbis found excuses, loopholes, and they were metahir eris Israel. Meaning, Misafik, the rabbis do not want to stop being metahir, the roads of eris Israel. Because you have a Kwanim walking, you have people that are Kadosh, which you don't just go along now in the cities of Israel, the roads of Israel, and start saying things are Tameh. On the contrary, the rabbis look for excuses and loopholes to figure out how things are going to be taught. So when we say city, it just can't mean a regular city in Israel. When you say road, it just can't mean a regular road in Israel. Because the rabbis will not just come to me Tameh things, Misafek, and then it's Israel, they look to me Mitaher. Amar Bizera, Ir, Ir Kevarot. It's not a regular city. It's a city that's close to the cemetery. Which means, you have the city, right? So you have to get to the cemetery. So this is the city that's close to the cemetery. So it's not a regular city. V'derech, derech beta kivarot. Derech beta kivarot is the road that leads to the actual cemetery itself. So what is the city close to the cemetery? And what is the road that leads to the cemetery? So the Gibraltar analyzes. Bishlamat derech beta kivarot. So that means you found the mound on the road to the cemetery. Right? I understand why you want to tell me it's Tameh. Does it mean the Mitrameh Ben Hashemashot? Could be somebody was coming on Friday to bury their dead. And what happened? Umakru, and now a situation after Shabbat came. Kabru Betel. So they had no choice but to put him in this mound. Since it's next to the cemetery, sometimes people don't calculate the time the right way. So on the way to the cemetery, they're walking far. They figure, oh, we have time, we'll get to the cemetery. All of a sudden, what happens? They look at the watch. Oh, Shabbat is coming now, now we're stuck. So what are they going to end up doing? They're going to do a rush. They're going to stick the mat in a mound. So on the roads to the cemeteries, you have to be concerned for these people that were late on Friday. Therefore, you have to be hoshesh. Correct. Before sunset. Huh? No, no. Any sunset, I walk to the cemetery. On a regular Tuesday night, if it starts to get dark, they bury at night. You're allowed to bury at night. The only reason why they don't bury at night in America is because it's against the law. 
But in Israel, they bury at night. According to Allah, everywhere else, you bury at night. So the Yavros, Ela, Ira Simucha Lebet HaKivarot. But you tell me a city that's close to the Bet HaKivarot, Kulihu Lebet HaKivarot, Azna. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Why would they bury somebody in the city? If you find it next to the city, they'll just take it to the uh, cemetery. Which means, nobody's going to be in the city on Friday. You know, that's not the Hashash. Which is the road to the cemetery. They got close to the cemetery, the road. Fine, we'll find the metim in the mounds. But in the city itself, why would anybody be buried in the city? Or next to the city? They would be buried uh, in, the, in, in the cemetery. So the Gemara says, Amar b'hanina, mitok shanashim kovrot sham nifnehem. In the city itself, or close to the city, the ladies bury their stillborns. They bury their nifadim. They walk a little outside the city. They don't want to walk all the way to the cemetery. The cemetery is far. So they walk, I don't want anybody to see them either. So they walk outside the city, a little close to the city, and they put their nefalim in the uh, mounds. Oh. And God forbid people that have uh, sickness, where their body parts are, either have to be amputated, or they're falling off. Now body parts from a live person is metameh. So what do they do? They don't walk away to the cemetery. They go to the city, they walk next to the city, and they put their body parts, they bury them into these uh, mounds of it. Mukachkan is a guy that has boils all over his body, so his, his body parts fall off. Now the Gibraltar analyzes. Ad hamishim amma azla. She'll walk up to 50 amot outside the city to bury her stillborn. She'll walk alone. She's not scared. Tfeh, but more than that, dabra inish ba'ada ubeta kevarot azla. More than 50 amot, already she's going to walk to the cemetery to bury, which will walk with somebody else, she'll get escorted. So therefore, what's the law? If you find a mound within 50 amot of a city, whether it's new or old, you have to suspect what? There's tum'ah in there. Why? We're talking about, again, the city itself does not have a cemetery. So you got to walk from the city to the cemetery. Because if they walk to the cemetery, why, why, why don't you just say they, they walk to the cemetery? Because when they're close, they're not scared to walk to that place within 50 amot. They'll go to the ladies, they'll bury the mukachin, they'll put his body part in the, uh, in the place. Hilkach, oh, tum'ah be'eris Yisrael, lo ma'askina. But outside of these cases, we don't assume there's tum'ah be'eris Yisrael. Only 50 amot from a city that doesn't have a cemetery, or the road that leads to the cemetery itself. Good? Now they're going to analyze. Amar of Hazda, shmak minam in abimi'ir. To make, we can learn a law of, of testimony. People remember for 60 years. Because what did the Bimir say? What's considered old? Old is considered after 60. After 60 years already we forget. Is there a myth in there? Is there not a myth? But up to 60 years the person remembers. So the same thing we'll say when it comes to testimony. Within 60 years... A person can remember the testimony. But after 60 years, we don't trust them because a person doesn't remember things after 60 years. So that is the cut point the Gaber testimony. It's the 60 year uh, rule. Gibran says, no. If you tell me after 60 years, he doesn't remember. So now, already, when you're going to start reminding him, it's not coming from him, it's going to come from. From somebody else. What's so going to come from the paper? Which means, after 60 years, you tell me a person's memory goes. What's the proof? The proof is from the case of the mounds. What did you tell me? If there's a mound outside the city, and it's an old mound, you have to assume it's Tamir. Why? Or even close to the city. Old, it's Tamir. Why? 
because after 60 years, <coughs> could be at the time, everybody knew what the status was. After 60 years, people forget. So say the same thing by testimony. Kemal says, Velohi. It's not so. Hatam hu delo ram ya'aleh. Avalacha kemal de ram ya'aleh afilu Big difference. It's not incumbent upon anybody to remember the status of a mound. And therefore, after 60 years, we'll assume that the community forgot the status. But when it comes to a witness, he knows when he testifies, they're relying on him. And therefore, it's on his mind. And therefore, even after 100 years, we're going to come along and say, since it's on him, that he realized that he was being uh, relied on, he's going to be relied on even after 60 years. So there's a difference between stamp facts or when you're designated to be a witness. So the post can discuss, let's say he wasn't designated. Let's say Stami was watching. Could be in that case over there, he doesn't have an ammo because he knows they weren't relying on him. Stami just witnessed something. But when they tell him, listen, actually, you're my witness, it's on his brain, not to figure out. You know, he might be called up one day to repeat what he saw. So even if the 60 years, he has a, the that is the halakha.